This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Oh, we're going to definitely assume we're going to be a real pain in the ass. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. We need to focus on Donald Trump. We need to follow his money. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. This illegitimate president. I look forward to going into the office of attorney general every day, suing him and then going home. There is no more dire threat to the American way of life than the corruption and weaponization of our justice system, and it's happening all around us. If we cannot restore the fair and impartial rule of law, we will not be a free country. As President, it will be my personal mission to restore the scales of justice in America. We want fairness and equality under the law, and to that end, I will appoint U.S. attorneys who will be the polar opposite of the Soros district attorneys and others that are being appointed throughout the United States. Very unfair to our population, very unfair to our country. They will be the 100 most ferocious legal warriors against crime and communist corruption that this country has ever seen. As we completely overhaul the Federal Department of Justice and FBI, we will also launch sweeping civil rights investigations into Marxist local district attorneys. And that's what we have. They're Marxists in many cases. By refusing to charge countless crimes, these Soros prosecutors appear to be engaging in selective enforcement based on illegal racial discrimination. In Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and every other city where these maniacs have taken over, the DA's offices should face federal subpoenas of their staff, their emails, and their records to determine whether they have blatantly violated federal civil rights law. As part of this effort, there should be a federal inquiry into the Soros prosecutor in Austin, Texas, who charged a veteran with murder for defending himself against a threat by a heavily armed member of a radical left mob. I will also order the Department of Justice to establish a task force on protecting the right to self-defense, which is under siege nationwide. In addition, we will have a complete investigation into the use of police state tactics by federal authorities to arrest conservatives and Christians. We will find out who ordered it, and we will hold them totally accountable. There is much more that we must do. We have to confront this radicalized law in schools. You take a look at what they've done to our schools, our beautiful schools. We have to reform the far-left bar associations and stop the purge of conservative lawyers from major law firms. I will do whatever it takes to save our legal system among the greatest achievements of Western civilization. 
from the Marxist barbarians who seek to destroy it. And we will do that. We will save it. Thank you very much. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him and then going home. He said, I know my name personally. Okay, Wednesday, 13 April, year of our Lord, 2023. We've got tons of news today and a lot to break down. There has been an arrest in the um, Intel situation. We're going to deal with that with Jack Basso, who's going to join us at 6. We've got Harnwell. We've got Dr. Bradley Thayer, Rebecca Koffler, uh, all packed up at 6 to go through all of that breaking news out of Taiwan, uh, the hurtling towards the third world, the kinetic part of the third world war. Seb Gorka, Dave Walsh going to join us in this hour. Also got Matthew Taylor, uh, an amazing new film uh, about Rudy Giuliani in New York. I'm going to get to all that. But I want to get Mike Davis in here. President Trump's up once again with Letitia James. This, uh, and we bookended with how out of control she is, how unprofessional she is. It's just that she's a dirtbag. It's just, it just, it just disgusting. Um, but he had that powerful video he put out today. Mike Davis, walk us through the power. And this is why the administrative state can't let Trump back in. Because his learning curve, he's learned a lot from the first term. And there's no games this time. He's talking about getting rid of all 100 U.S. attorneys, these left-wing Marxist U.S. attorneys day one, and restocking with American patriots. Mike, walk us through the power of what President Trump laid out. President Trump is spot on, and it is, it is exactly what needs to happen when President Trump wins back the White House to take back our, uh, our justice system from the Soros-funded Marxists and return it back to the American people. It is uh, he, he, everything he said was was absolutely correct. There is Democrats' lawfare right now against President Trump. They fear that they cannot beat him in the polls, so they simply indicted him. For the first time ever, a former president faces an indictment on a bogus legal theory by this George Soros-funded Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. We also have this New York Democrat Attorney General, Tish James, who sued President Trump for fraud based upon a laughable theory. In, in order to have fraud, you have to show that someone detrimentally relied on a representation, a material representation that you made, and there was damages to them. So the fraud theory here is, is that President Trump uh, made representations to sophisticated Wall Street banks. He, uh, he paid them back in full with interest the banks were out nothing, but somehow this was fraud under Tish James' theory of fraud in New York. You also have man, uh, this Fulton County DA, uh, Fannie Willis, down in Georgia, another Democrat down in Georgia, who's trying to prosecute Trump for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election, which you're allowed to do under the under the uh, under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. You're allowed to do it under the First Amendment. Again, if it were illegal to object to a presidential election. Democrats would be in, in jail for objecting to uh, the Republican wins in 1969, 2001, 2005, 2017. It's only illegal to object to presidential elections in third world Marxist toeholds. And Jack Smith, Garland's handpicked special counsel, is also looking at that, at that theory, along with the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records in the office of former president, which he's allowed to do under the Presidential Records Act. Uh, it, this is 
These are five different fronts where you have these Democrat prosecutors going after President Trump. This is lawfare. And Trump is exactly right that the you have the Biden Justice Department colluding with these with these local Soros-funded DAs. We saw this with Matthew Colangelo coming from the Biden Justice Department's number three office, a political appointee in the Biden Justice Department. Biden sent Matthew Colangelo back in December to team up with Alvin Bragg to resuscitate this dead case, this zombie case against Trump, this case that was passed over, a laughable legal theory passed over by the prior Manhattan DA at Alvin Bragg's urging when he was in the New York, New York Attorney General's office, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney, the Federal Election Commission, Bragg himself, and then Mark Pomerantz, this corrupt prosecutor in, in Manhattan, went public with his political grievances, unethically wrote a book, and Bragg is trying to protect his left flank, so he's teaming up with the Biden administration to take out Trump. This is lawfare. This is un-American what they're doing. This is out of the Marxist playbook, and it's unacceptable. We we have to end this. That The only way we're going to end this is when President Trump is back in the White House and he, he does these key reforms that he outlined today. The other way we're going to end this is giving these Democrats a healthy dose of their own medicine. So these Republican state attorneys general, these Republican DAs, these Republican prosecutors, they need to get creative and they need to start prosecuting these crimes. There is there is no shortage of crimes by George Soros, Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry, the Biden crime family. They, they need they, they if they step foot or had any interactions, any transactions, any dealings in Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, Missouri, any of these red states, these Republican DAs, AGs, prosecutors need to start prosecuting. You need to step up. Uh, real quickly, this Letitia, they're, they're, what their theory is, they're trying to bleed Trump out but by, by not just legal expenses, but by the psych, psychological thing have the focus is he's up there today being deposed by her and her team, right, on this bogus uh, fraud situation. But what they intend to do is to bleed him out in all these different aspects. What you and others are doing is said, no, we're going to take this game. We're going to go back to the Justice Department because it's hardwired into Merrick Garland. We can prove it is. That's what these hearings are going to be about. We can prove it is, and then we can bring impeachment. Then once we get Biden, who's lied from day one, once we get once we connect it back to the White House, which is very connectable, Mike Davis, then we can bring impeachment hearings. I'm all for it. We got to go on offense. Every AG, every district attorney ought to be impaneling grand juries now, today, on these corrupt Democrats and source. Let's run source back out of the country and throw his son in there too. We got to be all over this on offense. One of the offenses is to get one of the ways on offense is to connect Colangelo and, and, and of course, the special access, the whole Mar-a-Lago situation back to Garland, then back to White House counsel, back to Susan Rice and back to uh, Biden and then start impeachment hearings. Mike Davis. One hundred percent. There's no question. We already we already know that Matthew Colangelo went from the number three office as a political appointee to Biden to Bragg's office. We know that that that's clear collusion between the Biden uh, the Biden administration and Bragg. I mean, it's not like Colangelo quit his job in the number three office, a senior political appointee, quit his job one day and, you know, went on online to look for a job and saw that Bragg had an opening and so went up to Bragg's office in Manhattan and just started working in December. They they are clearly colluding. Biden clearly authorized the unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on President Trump to get back presidential records to which President Trump was entitled, right? So we, we know that that Biden had to waive President Trump's 
claim of executive privilege. We know from America First Legal that there, there are these documents showing that, that Biden uh, opened up this special access program with the archives. We know that Biden is driving this, right? So we need to have, uh, and, and, I, and I, I've been a constant critic of Jim Jordan on the big tech fight. He got off to a slow, bumpy start on oversight. He is firing on all cylinders. He's doing critical oversight and he needs to keep going and we'll support that because he's doing critical work. Democrats crossed the Rubicon by indicting President Trump. It's the first time ever it's happened in American history. And you know what? We have to cross the Rubicon. We've crossed the Rubicon. We have to give them a dose of their own medicine. Okay, uh, by the way, Lisa Stefanik's going to be waved in on the hearing on, on Monday in New York, the field hearing of the Judiciary Committee. We're going to be all over this tomorrow to break it all down. Goldman, Dan Goldman's going to be waved in, I think, by the Democrats. So it's going to be showtime on Monday on this uh, Bragg hearing up there. And remember, the federal judge is saying, hey, my calendar's on the 19th. I guess you're going to have these hearings. Uh, last thing, I got about a minute, Mike. Donald Trump's thrown down the gauntlet. Right. Not just we're both at the they're at the point of no return. We're at the point of no return as his attorney general, sir. Do you have 100 U.S. attorneys throughout the country that you can identify and put in place that will be patriots and and believe in the sovereignty of this nation and the rule of law and the Constitution? In my three week reign of terror as Trump's acting attorney general, I will do so many. I will fire so many people and appoint so many good people and I will indict. So many Democrats during that three-week reign of terror. We, we want to talk about a healthy dose of their own wet medicine. Acting Attorney General Mike Davis for three weeks is going to be the healthiest dose of medicine the Democrats have ever gotten in American history. Mike, how do people get to your website? How do they find you on social media? Article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, on Getter, Twitter, Truth, at article3project, and my personal is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, two Ds, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. Thank you, Steve. Mike Davis, honored. Thank you for taking time away to join us, kick us off. Okay, we're, gonna, we're hurtling towards a kinetic conflict in the South China Sea, Straits of Taiwan, over Taiwan. The Oracle of Omaha today, Warren Buffett announced he dumped, he dumped the $4 billion stake he has in Taiwan Semiconductor, a, a, a investment he loved. He got rid of it. Why did he get rid of it? As he told people, he got rid of it because of the, uh, the winds of war are blowing towards Taiwan. He sold the stake in that amazing company. Short commercial break. Dr. Seb Gorka joins us next. Because we're taking down the CCP. Inflation has consequences as the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending. Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Maybe one step closer to attacking Taiwan, staging massive military exercises miles off the Taiwanese coast. Senior defense officials in Taipei say 12 Chinese warships surrounded the island, simulating a sea and air blockade for the second time in eight months. Taiwan's military says three days of war games reveal rapid progress by the Chinese Navy. What appear to be the first ever simulations of aircraft carrier strikes with a highly advanced J-15 fighter fleet China calls the Flying Shark. On the Taiwan Strait, China's Shandong aircraft carrier launched 80 fighter jet missions and 40 helicopter flights. The drills came with an ominous warning. China's military is ready to fight. The Taiwanese military issuing a strong condemnation, saying it does not seek to escalate, but is determined to safeguard its sovereignty. Is Beijing, in your view, threatening Taiwan with war? Yes, indeed. Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu speaking exclusively to CNN, condemning China's military moves. Menacing imagery shows a barrage of ballistic missiles aimed at the island. China launched real missiles over Taiwan for the first time last year. Look at the military exercises and also their rhetoric. Uh, They seem to be uh, trying to get ready uh, to launch a war against Taiwan. China calls the drills a serious warning against the Taiwan separatist forces collusion with external forces and a necessary move to defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity. China's exercises, like similar drills last August, followed high-profile meetings with U.S. House speakers, Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan, Kevin McCarthy in California, meetings the foreign minister calls crucial to counter decades of diplomatic isolation by Beijing. China cannot dictate how Taiwan make friends. And China cannot dictate how our friends want to show support to Taiwan. Support including nine rounds of weapons sales to the island under the Biden administration alone. U.S. intelligence believes the People's Liberation Army is acting on orders from President Xi Jinping himself. The PLA told to be ready by 2027 to take Taiwan by force. One U.S. general claiming it could happen even sooner, in 2025, two years from now. A war that could involve the U.S. and its allies, as this fragile island democracy fights to fend off a future Chinese attack. And next time, it may not be. A drill. But there are concerns tonight that global democracies may not be united, particularly after these comments from the French President Emmanuel Macron. You know, on the heels of his state visit to Beijing, he almost was echoing the Chinese President Xi Jinping's talking points. He was cautioning Europe against being drawn into a Taiwan crisis, saying that Europe should resist pressure to be a follower of America. 
Well, here in Taipei, of course, lawmakers are asking, why would an advanced democratic country ignore the lives and potential deaths of people in other countries? Uh, they really say that those comments are puzzling, Erica. Lula from Brazil is staying in front of the Chinese Development Bank, which is really the bank of the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and all the global south, saying that we've got to get off the U.S. dollar. The Chinese currency is going to be supreme. And about his partnership with the CCP, you've had Macron stab us in the back. Dr. Seb Gorka, put this in perspective. Where are we in this hurtling towards the kinetic part of the Third World War, sir? Steve, what, what was that? Was that what Rush Limbaugh used to call an, a random act of journalism from CNN? That was that was quite shocking. Exactly. Look, um, I mean, seriously, that was quite a package. I'm glad you played it. You know better than most. Uh, you're actually the guy that opened my eyes to the Chinese uh, game plan. Uh, the viewers, the listeners to the war room should need to do one thing in addition to, you know, listening to great people like Gordon Chang, David P. Goldman, and uh, Rob Spaulding, our, our former colleague in the White House. You need to read one book written by the Chinese, by two senior PLA colonels who are now, of course, generals, published in 1999. You can get, you know, an unclassified English translation for free online. It's called Unrestricted Warfare. It is the manual. There's a, there's a little bit of propaganda in it. You, you know, you, you take it with a, with a pinch of salt, but 70% of it is their game plan for how to take down a superpower to become the hegemonic state in the world with everybody else as either defeated or a tributary nation. It's very, very simple. And, and the question right now is, and I'd love to hear from you, because one of those three gentlemen said, what we witnessed last weekend is not the prelude to kinetic war, to, you know, steal on target and the physical invasion. It was the biggest psyop we've seen since um, the Marines faked out Saddam Hussein in 91 and convinced them, Norman Schwarzkopf convinced them that the Marines were going to come from the south when in fact we came from the east and, and pushed them out of Kuwait. They are sending a message to the world that this is what we can do if we wish to, but they will win in the non-kinetic domain. You know what I'm talking about, whether it's intelligence, whether it's psyops, whether it's uh, informational warfare, whether it's financial warfare. They will get what they wish to get without a shot being fired. Why? Because of the lack of leadership in the White House. As, as Joe Biden is is saying nonsensical things in, in Ireland as he's being escorted by his son, Hunter, who he says publicly in front of the Irish politicians he's so proud of. I'm not sure which part he's proud of, the, the Russian hookers or, you know, having sex with his other son's dead widow. But when China sees that, they just send a message, hey, we can encircle Taiwan. So, Steve, I, I think... The game plan is to achieve what they wish to achieve without firing a shot. But, you know, you're the former naval officer, uh, so I'm very curious to no, hear what I think, you say. No, I think, the, I think the Seventh Fleet, by the way, we got Thayer, Pasovic, everybody, we're going to talk about this in the next hour. Uh, the one concern I've got in, in why in the PSYOP part of it, when they're going to show us how they envelop it, Terry Guo, the head of Foxconn, a CCP asset, announced last week that he's running in the primary for be the Comintern, uh a candidate wow. in the January. Remember, there's an election in 2024. The KMT, unlike with Chiang Kai-shek, is now totally CCP asset. They're going to yeah, run. Yeah, the, 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 the Kuomintang people have to understand flipped. They, they did a 180. Yeah. 
You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, the, so do you do you concur that the psyop part of it is been more 100%. successful than the kinetic? Well, but I, th- I, th- I, yes, I think they did a flex. My fear is the Seventh Fleet. We're, we could lose ten or twelve thousand. We could lose an entire carrier battle group in the first salvo of this. I mean, they're coming and they're coming hard. Not that we can't. But win when you look at one thing, so he, here's the one thing that leaves me yep. pause for thought. thought. Yep that they have 70% yep. of their energy come through the strait. So if if by some yep. random act of national security professionalism, we can actually isolate China in terms of that 70% of oil and gas that comes through the straits, they're in big trouble, Steve. On 26 July 1941, the, the Roosevelt administration cut off uh, the oil and all uh, it exports, imports into Japan, what, five months to later, Japan. they had Pearl Harbor. So just yeah. from Japan, uh, the economic co-prosperity sphere. Seb, we got a couple minutes. Here's what I'd like you picking on Biden, who's over there, his homeland over in Ireland. I know how you Hungarians are. You Eastern Europeans look down your nose at the Irish as, as mix. <laughs> what would you like to see Joe Biden do in regards? You've got Xi with Macron hugging up on him. He's got Lula the other day. He's bringing everybody to the home office, Don Corleone. What do you want to see Joe Biden do immediately to make sure that we're not sliding to a kinetic war, sir? Biden, resign, 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 resign. And, uh, you know, say that uh, only somebody like Donald Trump can actually run the country and say, you know, he's firing his whole cabinet and then he's resigning. But look, you want, uh, Kamala, you Holly, all... you want, you want Kamala, you want Kamala, Holly, you want Kamala Harris as commander in chief? Right <laughs> no, now, I want of? all of them out of there. I want all of them. But listen, you mentioned Orban, uh, the prime minister in Hungary, who I worked for many, many moons ago. I mean, look at this latest uh, report with regard to the leaks that the CIA allegedly reports that that Orban sees America as one of their top enemies. This is, you know, part of the populist movement that begins with Brexit, Modi, Orban, Maloney, and they see us as the problem. I want to be very specific here. It's not America that's the problem. It's organizations like the CIA, like Foggy Bottom. Uh, You've had Mike Benz on the show, haven't you, Steve? Oh, yes. Um, a couple of so Mike Benz nails it. You've got to listen to Mike Benz. The establishment, the IC, the intelligence community, the State Department, the CIA, they did a 180 in 2015 when they saw Trump coming around the corner. The problem was populism internationally and then populism domestically. That's the problem with Orban. That's the problem with, you know, Nigel Farage, with Donald Trump, with Maloney, with Modi. It is representative government. And think about this one thing. They don't like populism. Steve, what is populism? Populism is when most of the people want something. But you're not allowed to do that because the elite gets to decide. The minority of the minority gets to decide the direction of the country. So this is part and parcel, whether it's Orban, whether it's Trump, whether it's Brexit. If you represent the people's will, you are the problem and you must be targeted by the establishment. Alexander Burns and Politico, the lead story today about how Lula is going to try to lead a global revolt against Trumpism and why? Because populism, they fear populism more than anything. Yes. Seb, how do people get to you and all your content, doctor? 
Yeah, just look up Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka everywhere. SebGorka.com is the website, also SebastianGorka.com. We're on all social media, bar the fascistic YouTube. You can watch us on Rumble, listen to The Daily Show. And don't forget my Substack, unique contact access to me. That's SebastianGorka.Substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, SebastianGorka.Substack.com. Guys, we can do it, but only if the hobbits in the Shire get politically activated. Wow. Dr. Gorka, thank you. Honored to have you on here. God bless. Seb's 100% correct. By the way, the, the, by the, in Florida, they just passed a six-week ban on abortion. And of course, they're already in the state capitol. The, uh, the snowflakes are not, they're not enjoying that. They're not happy. They're not happy. There's a lot going on. Remember, precinct strategy. Here's how you got to take the country back. Block by block, village by village, committee by committee. Start the precinct strategy, precinctstrategy.com. Do it today. Short break. The Dave Walsh and Matthew Taylor next in the war room. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Is, I know that in, in California, at least, with the phasing out of gas-powered cars, and they'll probably do the same thing with gas stoves, is they just ban the sale of any new gas-powered cars or any new gas stoves. And so the technology that you have in your home, the gas stove that you have in your home, if it breaks, not only are you not able to buy a new one, but it gets increasingly more difficult to just repair it. You get what I'm saying? And so, like, I that's, get it, but look, that's a bump. That's the normal bumps in the road as you transition to things. I know, but Jenk, like, don't minimize the financial burdens associated with these things, okay? No, I'm not. Because, like, I am literally freaking the f- out about the charging station thing. I'm like, it's gonna cost. We're Did gonna they- take out a massive f- loan to pay for it. We're not getting any help from the f- government on that. I- did you Did you guys ask? Is there any tax credits? <laughs> but seriously. Seriously, there's no government help at all to Jake, transition, you guys? I don't give guys? a f- about tax credits. No, no, I'm saying for the HOA. Like, no, so I, there's the- been no talk of tax credits. I haven't seen anything about tax credits. I should look into it. Maybe there are tax credits, but I don't give a f- about tax credits because you have to shell out cash, 
okay? Like, I just, I wanna do something in response to climate change. That is not my, my issue here. My issue is how, like, we're forced to make all these changes that are a, a financial burden, a giant inconvenience with like little to no help. And the, the solution from the government in terms of like, no, no, you get, you get financial benefits for doing this, tax credits. No, I don't want I don't want the tax credits. I will give me the money. Give you give me the money, okay? Don't tell me this about how I have to buy like some new thing because the government's forcing me to do it. And then like after I file my taxes, there's a certain portion of that purchase that might be tax deductible. Like I can't, I I'm you, so sick of it. It's just like mm, like Endless pressure, 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 pressure. I can't take it. Yeah, I hear you. And and we ask too much of the middle class. We ask too much of the average. Oh, the person. middle class is the most group of people in this country. No, I hear you on all that. But at some point, we got to go to electric cars. We don't have a choice. Like the plant's burning, so we got to go to electric cars. So when California says, "Hey, let's go to electric cars by whatever the number is, 2025, yeah. etc." Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough, but yeah, and when but at the same time, now prices are coming down, right? Okay, but Jank, let's not minimize the cost of like actually charging those cars, right? Because here's the, here's the other thing. So Gavin Newsom pushes for and succeeds in passing legislation in California that would ban the sale of electric cars at a, at a certain year. I think it is 2025, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not, maybe it's 2035, I don't remember the exact year. But eventually, pretty soon, you're no longer gonna be able to buy a gas powered car in California. Literally like that same month, Kevin Newsom's like, oh, there's a heat wave and our energy grid really can't handle it. And so I'm just gonna ask you guys, if you have electric vehicles, please don't charge them right now, it's just. No, you can't do that. Okay, I want to bring in Dave Walsh. That's Anna Kasparian. She's the co-host over there at Young Turks. Uh, she, along with, um, was it Julia Bromowitz at Bloomberg, I think are two of the smartest people on all television. She's a total lefty, complete progressive, hates MAGA, a Trump, war room, the ground we walk on, but she's quite smart. Dave Walsh, with Kennedy's uh, candidacy and Kasparian laying it out, and her whole message, the pressure on the middle class, everything falls on, and what they do, you got a tax credit. It's some ephemeral thing out there that maybe you have, maybe you don't have, as you're getting crushed, as they take your gas. She said it, they're going to take your gas stove, and then Gavin Newsom's going to come and say, hey, look, you know, we we're, the, the grid's down, Dave Walsh is right, you can't charge. Uh, Dave Walsh, your thoughts, observations, and analysis, sir. Here, Anna Kasparian, a terrific antidote to Greta. Great words. I mean, this guy and then the moderator, though, Jake, the planet's burning. Just for the record, global temperatures are equivalent across the last eight years, according to satellite data. No change. Sea level rise, 1.7 millimeters a year for the last several thousand years. Acknowledged by the IPCC, no change. So anyhow, the reality of that on the side, the fact of attempting to force the lack of choice to consumers means higher prices definitionally. I had a, a work associate at one point, very senior guy, reminded me choices are a good thing. Choices are a great thing for consumers because they keep prices in check. So the fact of having a choice of a gas car versus an electric car, a stove that's gas or electric, a heat pump or not a heat pump, a water heater that's gas or not gas, choices are a good thing. They keep costs down. Everybody knows that. 
the nation is on fire on these issues. We're not accustomed to being forced to buy certain consumer items because the government said so. That's a totalitarian state thing. That's a communist government totalitarian state thing, forcing gas-only vehicles versus electric-only over gas. It, 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 it's a horrendous thing, and it's endemic. It's endemic of something you've said before, and it makes uh, you know brings resonates. Elections have consequences. Catastrophic elections have, or rigged elections have catastrophic consequences. There's a tremendous amount of frustration. These guys are out with so many lunatic, insane positions because they don't care. They don't care. Because I'm here to tell you, and I'm sorry to tell you, in 2024 and 28, I can tell you. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Philly, Atlanta, Seattle, California will still vote Democrat 80-20, no matter what happens. I say vote, vote in quotes. And they know that. And Biden can hide in his basement, come out with these proclamations between machines and other traditional uh, gerrymandering these guys do. That You know, in their minds, they've got this. So it it, it kind of looks to a lot of folks out here in the public that it doesn't matter what they do and what they say. They're going to retain office. They're going to retain control. It, 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 it comes across as a very totalitarian whole set of, of thinking. This is, this is insane. But this is why Kasparian, she's on the left. She finally, the pressure on the middle class, she nailed it. Gavin Newsom at some time is going to come back when you've all gone to electric vehicles and you got rid of your gas stove, so you got an electric stove. He's going to sit there and go, hey, the grid can't take it. What I need is nobody to charge your car and nobody come on their stove for like a week. Well, That's going to be the trade-off, right? If, if, we're, if we're actually going to do this, the nation needs right now, begin to build right now, something like 220,000 megawatt continuous duty power plants. We'll need 906,000 more gigawatt hours of electricity to furnish it. 24% more than we now have installed capacity of electrification to fuel 100% U.S. EV fleet, especially by the mid-30s. The second thing, you know, they're aggressively talking about moving towards no use of gas in homes across the Midwest and Northeast, north of Georgia, where gas is used for home heating and, and a lot for cooking and water heating commercially and in homes. They're talking about eliminating all of that. That would be another 12% uplift in necessary electric power generation. So between the two, you need something like 37% more electric power generation, which would be something like 370 1,000 megawatt continuous duty plants would need to begin to be built from right now to furnish that. Are they talking about that? No. They're promoting incentives that promote tinker toys like offshore wind. You know, offshore wind produces energy 42% of the time produces nothing 58% of the time. Solar here in Florida, across most of the country, produces energy about 5.4 hours a day, about four and a half hours a day. The rest of the country, the rest of the time, nothing. These are tinker toys. These would, would not even, you, you could cover the country with solar panels and you can't make up the kind of power deficit that's going to be present if we electrify all vehicles and, and all home heating. And they have no plan for that. They have no plan for that. It's not based in reality. They're talking about, but they haven't talked about the electrical capacity necessary to fuel this this kind of transition, as we call it. It's not being discussed. Dave, uh, how do people uh, get to you? What's the social media people get to uh, Dave Walsh Energy? 
Get to me at Dave Walsh Energy on Truth Social and on Getter. Thank you, Steve. The populist left and the populist right, maybe we can start thinking about this thing straight. Anna Kasparian's right. The middle class are going to get crushed. And you saw a sink right there. Just kind of, well, you know, there's going to be some speed bumps. No, it's not speed bumps, dude. People are getting destroyed, and they're going to get more destroyed. Let's go. And let me play. Before I get Matthew Taylor, I want to play the trailer for this amazing new film. Let's go ahead and play it, and then we'll bring in Matthew Taylor, the young filmmaker that made it. People are fed up with the fag, both on the federal level and on the local level. Behind the famous Manhattan skyline, New York is a mess. You had to literally fear for your life. It was terrible. The city wasn't safe. There was a lot of crime. There was a lot of graffiti. Half a million serious crimes reported, murders, rapes, robberies, burglaries, thefts. It was just bedlam. In the 70s, the consensus view was that schools didn't make a difference. 1.2 million people on welfare. It was a great sense that the city cannot work. It can't be governed. It can't function. It's going up in flames when crime. Kids aren't learning. The schools are crumbling. And I'm saying to myself, like, wow, how did we get here? The early 90s was an exciting period because people are fed up with the fag, both on the federal level and on the local level. People are open-minded, they're willing to talk to each other across the aisle. There's a sense that the ungovernable city is no longer ungovernable, that reforms are possible. The city could be made safer, be made better. To take back the streets of New York, and by focusing on the small things, we disrupted bigger things from happening. And so it changed people's perception of what welfare could be, a job opportunity, not a way of life. After being stuck around 50% for 20 years, it's now about 77% kids graduate on time. We had 20 years of Giuliani and Bloomberg, and the crowning glory of what we got out of those 20 years was that the streets were no longer disorderly. The result of real efforts and real ideas by real people and it didn't just happen. And if you don't really understand that legacy, you're doomed to watch it fall apart before your very eyes. There was no palpable fear of living in any neighborhood. You could take the subway at any time of night. You could send your children to the store and it, there was no worry about what was gonna happen. By the 1990s, New York was not just a preferred destination, but it was the capital of the world again. Matthew Taylor joins us. Matthew, uh, I know you love New York. You know I love New York. Uh, it's turned back into a hellhole. Trump's brought up the other day by Letitia James for this bogus uh, fraud thing to be deposed uh, as a president. What, what inspired you to make this film to show us about the possibilities of New York, even when it was on? It's, it, it's, uh, it was in terrible shape in the 70s and the 80s. Why did you make this film? Well, you know, uh, it really started as a project in 2019 to basically tell the story because everyone knows that the city got better, but not everyone knew how. Uh, and then, of course, a couple months later, COVID would strike and the city would descend into complete chaos and not just New York, cities across America. And so the scope of the film changed through that process to not looking backwards at how we got there, but saying, look, this is actually a solution going forward. 
because as the trailer says, this, in, our, in my opinion, is the greatest American turnaround story. Uh, the numbers are massive. People talk about the crime, but there was a lot of other things and a lot of other people that actually worked on these problems, you know, ac- across the aisle in, in, in incredible ways. I mean, you, you had 1.2 million people on welfare that went down to 425,000 in just eight years. Most of the work was done in four. So, the film really took on, you know, we it was a skating to the puck moment to really kind of tackle this uh, these problems that are coming right now. Hang on, right? We're going to hold Matthew Taylor over for the D block. Matthew Taylor, this amazing filmmaker. This is an amazing, amazing film. You do not want to miss it. He's got a big premiere in Washington, D.C. tomorrow. We'll talk to you about how you get tickets. Short break. Matthew Taylor on the other side. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Dennis, think again. In Congress, DeSantis voted three separate times to cut Social Security. That's right, three times over three years. Worse, DeSantis voted to cut Medicare two times. DeSantis even voted to raise the retirement age to 70. The more you learn about DeSantis, the more you see he doesn't share our values. He's just not ready to be president. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Governor Sanders in Ohio today, he did declare a state of emergency down there in South Florida, the Fort Lauderdale, what, 20, uh, an inch of rain an hour for 20, unbelievable, unbelievable what's happening, biblical. Um, the Florida legislature passed a six-week abortion ban, a lot of controversy going on there. Uh, make sure also you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. You've got to get totally up to speed on everything related to the to um, money as the new politics, the politics of money and the debt ceiling. The debt, the last installment I've got in this is the debt trap. You must get up to speed and immerse yourself. It's totally free. Also, you can talk to a, an advisor, consultant at uh, Birch Gold about IRAs, 401ks, precious metals. Check all that. It's all totally free. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon today. Matthew Taylor, um, You've got Rudy in there. Tell me about you, but you've done something different. You've got the Rudy Bloomberg package. Why did you, in this turnaround, why did you unite uh, these administrations? I think we're there for a total of 16 years, if memory serves me correctly. Actually, Bloomberg did a third term, I think. So they were there he for, did. what, 20, 
Yeah. So why did you combine them in, in the turnaround and the delivery? 20 years. Walk me through that. Well, you know, of course, at the end of uh, Rudy's second term, he did endorse Michael Bloomberg. And, you know, he handed off the 9-11 rebuilding to Michael Bloomberg. And a lot of the policies that that Rudy had set in place, Michael Bloomberg would continue forward, you know, especially when it comes to welfare reform. Um, of course, one of the we, we really wanted to look at three pylons in the film of crime, education, um, and welfare. And Rudy was able to succeed in crime and welfare, but he didn't quite get control of the school board. And that was something that Bloomberg would eventually do. So we continued into Bloomberg to kind of show that to reform these three areas, both mayors kind of combined, you know, some of their principles and pretty, pretty much accomplished all three of those major things that would set the city, you know, towards what we all knew it as. And of course, you know, Bloomberg took took education graduation from 50 percent to 77 percent. So that was kind of his big accomplishment. It also hadn't happened in almost 100 years where you had two Republicans back to back in New York City. So that in and of itself was kind of a miracle, largely set up by the victories under the Rudy Giuliani administration. Matthew, as you look, you've got Chicago, you have San Francisco, you have L.A., you have Detroit, St. Louis, Baltimore, these great... They're, they're in implosion mode now. Is part of the reason you made this film to show people a way to get back, or is it too, is that too unreachable? No, look, New York City was the worst. It was the worst. You had 2,200 murders in 1990. You had 1.2 million people on, on welfare. You had, you know, the, the city owned a fifth of Harlem, which scales up to roughly a fifth of the city. Things were burned out. It was the worst place in the world. And they turned it around fairly quickly. So, look, I've lived in St. Louis. I've lived in Boston. I've lived in a number – I'm from D.C. Uh, if you can do it in New York City, a city of that scale with millions of people and so much crime and so much infrastructure, a city of 600,000 people, 300,000 people like you know St. Louis, you can turn it around. And so this film shows you how to do it. And, it, and it, it, it's actually not as complicated in these other cities if you realign incentives. And that's really what they did. They said, look, there's a lot of money coming in the city. There's a lot of money that needs to go to infrastructure and general services. They just realigned incentives so people did what they were supposed to do in all of the services that the government's supposed to do. It's, it's pretty obvious stuff. And if they would kind of just focus on those realignments of incentives, they will get results as seen under Giuliani and eventually Bloomberg to give us, you know, not just not just the 20 years under them, but but de Blasio would actually benefit from from some of the safest you know, years after Bloomberg um, until he would ultimately destroy it in a short eight years. By the way, Matthew, a younger Matthew was uh, Matthew Taylor was the director of photography for many of my films when I was a filmmaker, a director. Then Matthew became a director. I produced Clinton Cash, which is quite frankly the reason they shanghaied me to go over to the Trump campaign after Clinton Cash came. I said, this guy must know something about Clinton's. Matthew did a great directorial job. One of the things that blows Thank me you. away about this film is the beauty of the photography. Uh, tell, give me a minute on that because I tell people – even if you don't like the story, you should watch this film because it's breathtaking how you've captured New York. Talk to us about that. You know, this is really my love letter to the city. You know, I love New York City. I love the architecture. I love the history. And so when we set out to film this film, I really wanted to go to all the all five boroughs, to the furthest parts of each borough, and I wanted to capture the essence 
of what it means to be in New York, what it looks like to be in New York, the things that you see that make you feel good in New York City, the, the architecture, the culture. Uh, and I wanted to film it in, in, you know, as cinematically as possible. I didn't want this just to be a documentary about history. I wanted to, you to feel the, the, uh, the power of the city as you watch it. So aesthetic was a big part of it. You could turn the sound off and just actually just experience it. I sometimes joke that the credits are my favorite scenes because it's just a bunch of beauty shots at the end while wonderful music plays. Matthew, how do people, tomorrow's going to be a premiere. Are there any tickets? Give people details about this premiere. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, you, we need you to attend because it's amazing. How do people get tickets for the premiere? You can go to AEI.org. Uh, of course, there, there's, uh, you can register there. The premiere starts at 4 p.m., goes to 6.15. It's a two-hour and four-minute movie. So it's 50 years of history stuffed into two hours. So we'd love to see you there. Uh, and, of course, it's also available on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play. And uh, go to GothamMovie.com for all of your streaming services that, that you have. Uh, Matthew, how do people find out more about you? What's your website to see your other work and your social media? You know, my I'm Matthew Taylor Artist, uh, dot com. That's where I, I, a lot of my more artwork is. Uh, other films that I've done, of course, on social media. I have uh, Matthew uh, Taylor Artist on Instagram uh, and Twitter is Matthew Taylor Artist as well. So you can find all my tweets and all my my artwork and all my other films on those those services. And I'd love to see you and love to see you watch the film. Okay, we're going to make sure everybody knows about getting over there at 4 o'clock to this premiere tomorrow. Matthew Taylor, you are an artist extraordinaire. Honored to have you on here, sir. Honored to share this work. Thank you. This is a work of art. It's a powerful political story, a powerful story about history, but it's also a work of art. Got to have everybody check this out. Okay, next hour, Posobiec, Dr. Thayer, Ben Harnwell, Rebecca Koffler. I think that covers it, right? Pretty packed in the next hour. Starting with Poso. Take a short break. We're going to be back in a moment. You can catch us on Rumble everywhere. Go check it out. Get her. Be back in a few minutes with Jack Posovic. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.